Welcome to the So Fat Music Cast from Fat Welshie Productions. Okay, so welcome to our So Fat Music Cast. And today I am very, very honoured. The guy has actually taken time out of his uh, busy schedule to talk to me, Mr. David White, DJ Wicked. So thank you for your time. Um, Dave has been DJing for, well, over 25 years. Um, yep. resident for uh, Forensic and also I've noticed he did a blinding set for the Proper Tings uh, launch party with uh, mutual friend yeah. Eddie Craig that was a absolutely oh, yeah. awesome set um, yeah and other mixes with uh, like Sharky and Marley and yeah to be honest with you the guy's quite hard to find on social media uh, might be something to do with the fact he's an Arsenal supporter and likes to keep a low profile um right. other than that i don't know but anyway thanks for taking the time for us mate all right it's been nice to see you <laughs> yeah i knew man it's, it's, been some... it's uh yeah it has been quite a while man i think cardiff was probably the last time i saw you i think yeah that's right yeah yeah that was a great weekend out on the road with eddie um we'd done pure garage for two nights in a row and then finished up in cardiff on the sunday it was um, a big round trip, but yeah, worth every mile. Yeah, I was the Sunday we we tried the best and we talked it off. I think uh, it went down really well. Yeah, if it wasn't for the journey that we had ahead of us home, um, I would have loved to stay even longer just to chat about music as we do. Yeah, man. Well, you're always welcome. I got a settee here, and if my kids aren't here, you can sleep on a box, but on the uh, bunk bed. You'll have to fight with Eddie whether you top or bottom. <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> so you've been alright though dude yes not bad yourself ah plodding along mate same shit different day isn't it yeah definitely I so, hear that yeah man there's not an awful lot we can do like literally it's all I can do pretty much to drag my ass out of bed in the mornings yeah I'm the same it's just music all the way really and a bit of Xbox but <laughs> <laughs> it sucks man so uh, yeah working in the studio again today you? yeah yeah just working on a drum and bass track. It's only rough ideas at the moment, but it's getting coming together. It's quite a, quite a good one. I'll give you a blast a bit later. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, let's find out more about you. Because like I said, I can't really find much about you on social media. Um, you know, because obviously you keep it... I don't know whether you... But yeah, tell us about where, where it all came from for you. Well, it all, all started back in school. Early rave, sort of 90s rave music. Passing round rave tapes. Do you remember tapes? Oh yeah, cassette. <laughs> so yeah, it was all 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 from rave tapes and hearing the music, and it was just like, what is this? It was all brand new to us back then, back in school, at being sort of fourteen, fifteen years old, and yeah, it was it was just brand new, and we instant love for it. It was just different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I do. I remember tapes as well. Um, got a few of my dreamscape yeah. tape packs and stuff still. Wow. Yeah. I I I still collect them, record them, upload stuff online because every everyone wants these old classic tapes, but they're on a format that are well, yeah, they're dead now, really. So um <laughs> funny enough, I mentioned the rave tapes back in school. I used to sort of record my tapes and then sell them round school. Um on a bit of a sort of sly business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone though, just in case I get in trouble. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it all started just from rave tapes. And obviously I'd make money from that and then spend the money that I made on rave tapes on more ma- on more rave tapes and then obviously spend it on vinyl as well. Yeah. In the early love of DJing and yeah. Yeah, so that was that was where it started DJing for you. Then was it on the on vinyl. Um, well, I suppose it must have been really because yeah. there wasn't any other format. So no, exactly, exactly. It was all um, all vinyl, really old format sort of style, and obviously record shops and stuff. They were amazing. Being like a teenage kid and walking into a record shop and seeing these DJs a couple of feet from you, and it was just instant love, as as you can imagine.
and that was one thing I never really got into when I was younger. Um, I mean, it kind of, I obviously, I know about the tapes, like you said, um, Sunday afternoon, yeah. sitting down recording the top 40 off Radio 1, because it's always been the official top 40. Um, <laughs> I've done exactly the same as that. Yeah, recording off the radio, trying to miss out the DJ's voice, making your own mixtape from bangers that you heard on the radio back then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like nowadays, obviously, I'm grateful for, you know, CDJs and controllers and stuff because it means that I can actually try and get into it. Like, you know, I've I've got my own controller and stuff. Yeah. I um yeah, I tried doing a mix the other day. I I downloaded um the tool room, it was just a tool room house party album. So I tried to do a few mixes of that the other day. Some were very questionable. <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> still, uh, yeah, still learning, like to use the controller and everything. Uh, okay. And I think it's a lot easier to get into it now. But, but back then, I mean, I think for when I started getting into music, I was more into the the scene. You know, like going clubbing, going to the clubs and listening to the music. Oh, definitely. definitely. So, what made you get into the the DJ and then obviously the love for the music and was it that like you being able to have the the vinyl there, the the pliable get your hands on it and then see people listening to this music sort of thing? Where was, you know, where was like your first gig or where would it started for you? The DJ inside as well. It was, um, I, I'm not sure if you know, but videos also back in the day, an old format, they used to do a competition called the DMC Technics and it was all all about scratching and turntablism and all all of that business. And, and that was just mind-blowing, just seeing them doing stuff like that and making all these scratching noises with vinyl. It's, I probably got more into the scratching side of it than DJing and beat matching rather than... Yeah, hang on. I didn't get where that was going. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got more into the scratching rather than actual DJing. I, I, I probably learned to scratch before I could DJ, like buying vinyl and then using my parents' turntable, much to their horror, and <laughs> snapping their needles all the time. <laughs> I was going to say snapping the needles. Oh, always. And uh, my dad would go to it and um, he'd be like, what's happened to this needle? And um, obviously I wouldn't own up to it. But yeah, that, as soon as they went out, that was the first thing I'd do, get, get like my vinyl, because I didn't have decks, first of all. I used to collect vinyl, but no decks. So it was all on my parents turntable just yeah. a single one no, no twin or anything like that so i'd just there and i'll be scratching little words and little squeaks and noises so uh, using the vol- volume controllers like a crossfader like like i'd seen on the the videos so yeah oh that's awesome man because i i i talked to um a local DJ uh, goes by the name of Jaffa. Sort of like I always liken him to Cardiff's answer to Jazzy Jeff. He's a scratch right. DJ, um, and he's he's worked you know, everywhere. He's worked over in the states as well. Um, and yeah, I was talking to him about the scratching and stuff, sort of. and he was saying that yeah, as soon as he saw it, like you you saw it, and it was just like wow, this stuff's amazing. It was just like I said, it was mind blowing, and then. Then from the rave scene, it was like these tapes and you get like a DJ sigh or a DJ hype tape. And they sort of combined the two, like the the breakbeat and the hardcore and all the happy tunes. And then they'd be scratching all these noises over it. And it was, again, just mind-blowing. So that that is what got, got me hooked more than the music itself. It was just what they were doing with it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, man. That's yeah, such an art, such an art to it. It was, it was, yeah, really clever. Yeah, I, I like I said, the old tapes. I love listening to them and the the scratch and stuff. You don't really hear too much of it now because it's all controllers. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you hear a lot of backspinning in between tracks when somebody messes something up, and they're like, "Oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just, I'll, I'll just spin that back a bit." Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, that's so um. Yeah, I definitely, I'm totally with you on that one.
Um, so where was your first gig then? Your first major thing that you actually got to play? Um, because of of my love for DJing at um, such an early age, I used to sort of DJ at youth clubs. Being 16, I could beat match and do a bit of scratching. So I used to do a lot of the youth clubs down our way. And to, to me, they were probably not not my biggest and best gigs, but they were my breakthrough gigs because nobody else was doing it or even had the talent. It was like I'd be there DJing and actually beat matching like like on the rave tape. So Yeah. Funny so. again, youth clubs. Um I mean how obviously they're not around now much. Um, it's all nice. hanging around on street corners and stuff. Um, and a lot more like bedroom DJs like, taking over. But I mean, do you feel like the youth clubs are, were a pivotal thing back in the day for a lot of people? Um, and that, that's something that's missing these days? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah, the, the children need a lot more to do. And obviously a lot, the crime side of it and everything... You, it, it would drop massively and they just don't put these things on. Obviously, they do put them on, but not to the scale as when I was younger myself. It was I, I, I used to DJ at two different youth clubs, including one at my actual high school that I went to mm. at, at 15 years old. So, um, yeah, you, you certainly see there's a massive gap in that now. And, and as you can see, the from all the news things, the horror reports that you can see happening, you can yeah. sort of kind of understand why. So, yeah, yeah. I think, think they should concentrate with giving the youth more to do rather than, yeah, just there's nothing for them these days. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I suppose looking back at the main differences as well, like youth club sort of gave you a platform to build on and, and judge like that, but, these days it's all social media isn't it as well that's yeah you know this this taken in but i've asked a lot a few people this as well but do you feel that the social media thing is making it like too easy for people and it's just like swamping the market um yes it is it is and i guess that's why when you said you struggle finding me i suppose i'm still old school in that sort of way i still like my fan base they're friends so if I invite all my friends, my fan base, they're actual people that I know and have supported me since day one, rather than just having a load of strangers liking my posts that I don't know. And yeah, yeah, well, that's fair enough. So uh, yeah, no, I mean that's that's it. It's just how times have changed, you know, totally massively. Yeah, but like I said, I'm still old school in that respect. Yeah. Well, old school's coming back, mate. Retro yeah. is the way to go. It never went anywhere for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. So, obviously, you, like, you know, we've talked about a few DJs and scratching, but sort of like inspirations. Then you mentioned Sai um, and a few others, but were they? Was it the main like the hardcore, happy hardcore DJs? You know, like for me, um, I never forget my first happy hardcore album was Bonkers Three. And it was Dougal, wow. Hixie, and Sharky. Yeah. And my first hardcore tape was Sharky from Vibalite, I think it was. A friend of mine lent it to me. Excellent. Yeah. From those, those like like you said about the scratching. And I think it was Sharky who used to do a lot of scratching with his voice as well. Right. A lot of mouth scratching um, over the mic and stuff. Like those are where it started for me for my hardcore days. They were just like, if I can get to see Hixie playing. Again, that would I'd love that yeah. absolutely, um, and Sharky. But obviously, I know he's not too well at the moment. He's retired, and I've heard things on the grapevine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bless him. Yeah, and then uh, there's this one video though that I keep seeing um, of him having an interview outside a nightclub, and it's just him being nuts. It's wicked. It's just he was, he was always nuts. Yeah, it's just it's bonkers. Like it's it's brilliant. It's, it is him, you know. <laughs> that's exactly where it came from as well. It must have been. Yeah, definitely. It, was, it must have been. Yeah, because that's just fab. And then for my like my trance side of it, because Happy Hardcore and Trance are my two. Um, and my trance side of it was Ayla was the first track I ever listened to. Right. Um, and that got me hooked on those. Right. 
Um, and then I sort of went from there. I went to like Paul Van Dyke as well. who's another big trance DG that I follow a lot. And yeah. um, of course, you can't mention trance without Armin Van Buren, who was absolutely rocketed. Um, and I noticed the other day he's done his 1,000th um, A State of Trance podcast. So well done, Armin. I know you'll ever listen to this, but hey-ho. Um, he made it. So yeah, it's like, who are your... Yeah, he- you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on my podcast list, I think uh, one person in America has listened to it. So it's like, I must have been like a, a really, like, you know, an accidental click. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, but... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 man. It's fine. It's fine. It's this one's no, about. I'll give it a share for you for sure. So we we'll see. We'll get. I've got quite a good reach around the world, and like, like I said, of of people I know. So they they definitely follow my stuff. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I'm gonna try and work on it this week, and I'll get them all out.
And you go back, like I said, back to the question, like, obviously, that's my inspiration and stuff, but who who was your ultimate DJ and, like, when you first died and have you actually met them? That's the other thing. Should you meet your uh, the, idols? Probably really DJ side, just for the way he, he played real happy, uplifting tunes, the Scratch Master. And he, he was really a Scratch Master back in the day, so... Um, yeah, he was probably one of my biggest inspirational DJs of, of all time. And yes, I've met him quite a few times and been on lineups with him as well, which which I was happy to to be. So um but but there was also stuff like Rat Pack were doing their thing back in the day as well. And and also um Litmaster Mark, he was he was brilliant on the turntables. He could scratch as well. And with Everson Allen on the mic as well, it was, you, you know what it was. It was just just brand new. It was yeah. brand new to us being sort of 15, or, or myself, uh, being sort of 15 years old, hearing all this sort of DJ, MC com, com, uh, combination, and that they were brilliant. Slipmat was another one. Yeah. Again, brilliant at mixing, and again, a little bit of scratching. And he's brilliant at scratching as well, although he doesn't do it that much. Um, who else was there? DJ Druid. He was yep. a bit of a South Coast DJ. Um, he had his own style of playing real, real banging, banging tracks. And bearing in mind he was about in 1993, 94, he was playing music so ahead of its time. It was like full-on techno, but with that real happy influence loads of beeps and yeah I, I like a happy melody as well in my music so he would always sort of play a real happy but banging tune that you could just just dance to and yeah lose lose yourself to on the dance floor that's what it was all about during the during them days it was enjoying yourself smiling and really just letting your inhibitions go yeah and that leads perfectly into you know what else I was going to ask you is like how the scene has changed for you and what you've noticed. Like, like I said, for that, just losing yourself in the music was everything that I went into. You know, the clubs and and the nightclubs and that for um, and the raves. That was that was it. You know, like but it's changed now so much for me. It's it it's just not the same that like you know i don't know whether it's because it's the new generation coming through or or do you know what i mean i mean how has it changed for you isn't it behind the decks because this is something i'm always interested in seeing like because from being on the floor you know for me it was always just being there with people like-minded people that love the music and you could just you know even if you bumped into somebody nobody cared it was just like oh how are you doing all the rest of it yeah but these days you bump into someone they think you're starting a fight yeah. <laughs> so that's you know that's from my view on the floor. But how has it changed for you behind the deck? Um, it's still really the same behind the deck. People are quite respectful to the DJ all the time. So um, from that side of things, that it is the same. They are still generally there to have fun, get a bit wasted, and have yeah, just have a happy time really but obviously one thing i've noticed is like back in the 90s early noughties when we were out raving you'd be there in a tracksuit pair of scabby old trainers because you know they were going to get ruined because you're going to be dancing all night and now you look at raves today and it's like they're going out to dinner almost with like <laughs> women in high heel shoes and geezers with their shirts on and like posh shirts and stuff like that so in a way that has changed massively but i guess that's the the social media influence yeah. of it when everyone on their rather than taking pictures of the djs they're taking pictures of themselves and like pouting and stuff <laughs> like that no, not that i've got anything against it but that's that's changed massively yeah, I know exactly what you mean, right? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, and like you, you do see that as well from the DJ's point of view. You think, what are they doing? And they're just standing there, sort of cuddling for a photo for five minutes, trying to get the perfect selfie. When rather, you think, hang on, I'm scratching the hell out of these tracks, and they're still filming themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can imagine, man. It's like, yeah, like you say about dress work, like Crasher Kids from back in the day. <laughs> you know, all their like luminous, like, you know, like flipping, what's it, like oh, yeah. sticks and whistles and like yeah, exactly. space age clothes. Exactly. Where, where's all the hive is? It's gone. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to say I actually had a flipping lycra bright orange top that i wore out a few times yeah. like and i've never been skinny it was embarrassing man i would never do it now <laughs> it was not a good look you're, but you're not the only one there mate you're not the only <laughs> i was known to wear a few high vises and, and yeah funny funny shades as well those long thin shades that had like laser things in them yeah, there's a few photos of me from like back in the nineties wearing some weird eyewear. I don't I don't know where they are now, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe I used to wear them. So but those gloves as well. Nobody cared. No, no. That was it though. Nobody cared. No. That's that's the thing. Everyone's no. like, oh my god. So like you said, so and so's gonna see this on social media. Yeah. And the thing is, that's the other thing. Yeah. Social media, a lot of job prospective jobs as well. People use, you know employers they look on social media as well for for people that they're going to employ um and things like that so yeah i can that's yeah social media i blame it's all your fault social media yeah yeah definitely yeah. i agree yeah so um but yeah i was like so going forward then i mean obviously with this whole covid nightmare that's been going on yeah. um i mean where do you see things going from here? Do you think we will ever get back? All right, we're never going to get back clubbing like we did in the nineties. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But no, no. Do you think? Do you think it'll go back to the way it was pre-COVID? I should think so. Once, once all this uh, COVID business is down, died down, and um, obviously the vaccinations are fully rolled out and all, all that business. I, I really do hope that there is a way forward for it and we can get back to some sort of normality and how we were and just, yeah, I'm missing it massively now. So I really do hope, and that is a massive hope, that it does go back to how it was. Yeah. So what have you been doing then to keep yourself occupied? Obviously, um, I've noticed on you know, online, on your SoundCloud, your MixCloud. So I know you are out there. It's just trying to find the information. But what have you been doing? Like all the all the different mixes and things like that. What have you been working on, man? Um, make, making music mainly and um, watch, watching a lot of tutorials of how to do sort of various bits and bobs. I'm always watching them, trying to pick up tips. Um, and, and then sort of making my own stuff in the studio. I've got, I'm really trying to finish more stuff this year as well. That that's where my goal is. Like I spent like most of last year learning lots, installing new programs and yeah. learning new techniques, and I'm really putting it into practice this year. And that that is my main goal. So, um, yeah, I've just just really been concentrating on music in more making than DJing. Although I have put up a a new drum and bass mix this week, um, which was which was quite hard actually. I hadn't touched a set of decks for for a few months. So this recording, it, although the recordings come out really good, it did take me about five or six attempts until I was actually fully happy with it. So oh, wow. for, for me to put something out, I do like to have a perfect mix rather than sort of have all them little errors and stuff in it so yeah yeah um, I, I, I can understand like, especially now we've got the time to to fix it and and go back over it yeah yeah definitely yeah so um i noticed you did um a couple of remix as well for eddie and charlie on uh on some of their tracks yeah yeah that's right i've done a, a two-step garage mix of you're no good for me um, I think that's just up for a freebie. He did put it out for a, a competition, but the winners were announced, and unfortunately, I didn't didn't win it. But but I still wanted to do a garage remix um, of the track because because nobody was doing a garage remix of it. So um, I was really happy with the love that that got actually. And Charlie did put it out on, or Charlie and Eddie did put it um, on their live feed and. And still played it and gave it a lot of love. So I'm pretty chuffed with that one. And plus, 
plus the vocal, I'm sure you remember it from older as well so so that one meant a lot to me yeah yeah i didn't win either but that's probably because the remix never made it off my laptop (laughs) oh were you doing one way yeah i well i I downloaded the stems and i was going to give it a blast um and yeah it just it never materialized i let eddie listen to like the first 20 seconds of it um but yeah it just never materialized i think i'm with you on that yeah i think i'm with you on that i might try and get it finished this year yeah yeah, I'm I'm terrible at starting twenty tunes and like not finishing any of them. So I've I've made lots of music, but finishing it is a different sort of question. <laughs> yeah. Well, get it out, man. Get it on SoundCloud. Get it on an EP. You know, just yep. get it out there. No, I'm this year for sure. There's going to be some tracks out there by by me for this year. Awesome. Well, let me know when you know. Obviously, if you're not doing much on social media, I'll yeah. get it and share the hell out of it for you. And uh, cheers, man. And cheers. Pass Respect. it on. Always, mate. Always. You know, it's not an awful lot that I can do, but the little bit that I can do, I will do. You know, it means a massive lot. Trust me. If one person likes my stuff, then you know what I mean. That's one person I love. So it's it's all about sharing the love. Absolutely. And we need to keep that going, man. Especially in these days, we need to keep that shit going. Yeah. Yep, definitely. More more now than ever. Yeah, absolutely. gigs or anything booked in for for after this start now or not 
unfortunately no, nothing um, booked in but I, there is events sort of trying to sort of plan events but they can't plan anything yet can they because uh. they could put put loads of money into it and then the government will just say well no and yeah, so not at the moment, but I am missing missing it massively, and yeah, definitely open to any bookings when we're allowed to go and do do the race thing again. So, well, if we're allowed, like by June time, it's my fortieth this year, so uh, I'll book you, man, and we'll have a massive rave. Yeah. If if we can come down, mate, then I'll be there, hundred percent. Awesome, cool. Um, yeah, I think for me, cover pretty much everything, dude. I think I was pretty good going. So, yeah, um, yeah the last question I have, do you have any tracks that, um, you know, that influence you, mean a lot to you, that always make it into your sets? Um, yeah, anything like that. And then we can try and jam them into this podcast as I go back over it. Okay. Um, well, I kind of knew you were going to ask me this question, but it's probably one of the hardest questions anyone can ever ask. Like, what are their yeah. favourite tunes? It depends what day you would ask me one or, or what mood I was in. But um, a massive one that sticks in my mind right back to the early sort of raving days was it was by Force Mass Motion and it's called Panic. And... um Druid always used to play it in his sets in the, the mid sort of 90s sort of time. And it it was amazing. It was it was everything that I love about music, like loads of quirky sounds and nice banging, pumping kick drum. And it, it was quick as well. So um and yeah, the the riff on that, the I can't even explain it, but if if you don't know it, then look it up. Uh, force mass motion, feel the panic. Well, I will be putting that in. That that is one. Yep. Sorry, man. For me, this this thing is just delaying, man. It's doing my netting. But yeah, go for it. What's the next one? Next one. Um, I'd probably say it was a it was a ninety five sort of ninety six, and it's by Scott Brown. Is that it's a hardcore track, and it's now is the time. And again, again yeah. for the very similar reason of feel the panic and that's that sort of thing. It was just, it was banging. It was up, uplifting. You could not help yourself but dance and tap your foot. And yeah, it, it was just so happy and uplifting. And it does everything that I want music to do. And it just yeah, I know it. Yeah, it's such a great track. Definitely. Um, Another one, I would say early Prodigy stuff as well. All the Prodigy stuff and the sort of experience album and stuff like that, that was a legendary album, massive tunes. I think every tune on that was was just amazing. And again, and again if, if, if you know the Prodigy experience album, which I hope everyone on this planet should know it. They should do. Um, it is just... just amazing yeah amazing happy it was so ahead of its time yeah definitely definitely um yeah they they are three that really stick in my head um yeah but like like i said if you asked me on another day there'd probably be others but but definitely the now is the time and panic that all for the reason that they were just fun fun tunes that made you want to dance yeah really happy can't help yourself but smile and nod your head too and and that's what for me that's what music should do absolutely man i couldn't agree more i mean going back to the prodigy the experience album was sort of like the second prodigy album that i ever listened to um jilted generation was was the first um and voodoo people was that was that was my clincher for the prodigy it was like i heard voodoo people and it was like wow this song is absolutely yeah that it's it's insane that that blend that blend of breakbeat with almost like sort of a rock rock type of influence and riff and yeah i, I know what you mean amazing and and again it had that sort of quirky sort of rave influence as well and yeah and yeah i i loved all that 
and anything by Prodigy from around them sort of two, three albums was just absolutely mind-blowing out this world. Yeah, and I've got to give a shout-out to Pendulum who made an absolutely smashing remix. It was Pendulum. best remixes of a track I've heard because it took the essence of voodoo people. Like, it still had the, the baseline, like you said, the quirkiness and everything, and added the Pendulum twist. And it was at a time where... Pendulum were just, you know, yeah. they, they've been around, but they were, I think it was the end of their second album or and something. And it was just amazing. It was just a perfect blend. I don't think I've ever heard a remix as good. Yeah, definitely. Pen, Pendulum done a, a great remix of that track. Absolutely. Pendulum are wicked producers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I need to see more of them as well. I haven't seen much from them for a while. Yeah. Um, no, I, I remember um, seeing them down our, our neck of the woods. They came down and played a set as knife knife party sort of guys. Um, uh, they actually tore the roof off the place. It was just, <laughs> they were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, they were in um, Cardiff Uni one year and I, I completely missed it. It was like, I heard that they were there the night of. And I was like, oh man, so good. Yeah. Oh, got it, man. Yeah. Got to keep an eye out for them, though. Yeah, yeah. But, they, uh, uh, ones to watch. Awesome. Well, anyway, man, I think we'll uh, we'll knock it there. But thank you so much for your time, dude. Seriously, I cannot Cheers. thank you enough. It's just Cheers. no worries. worries. Good good luck with your degree and all that. Cheers, man. Appreciate it.